When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Welcome to the Talking Real Money Podcast. Hello again. I'm Don McDonald, and uh, Tom is with me. He's back from his wild frat party. Oh, and I mean, I get in so much trouble with him. Every time I do stuff like trouble. this, you should be in trouble. Every time I do this, he goes like, yeah, people aren't going to think I, I, I'm going, Tom, they know if they've listened to more than one podcast. They know the only thing we're serious about is our passion for taking care of them. Everything else is a joke to us. I ask you to look carefully at the shelf. If this isn't the video version, but if you did, I you don't see any drug paraffin. Anyway, I mean, it's just no. The notion, this is not the video version, so okay, they so can't okay. see your drug paraphernalia. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so because literally the next day after you announced that on uh, last Saturday show, somebody walked in, sat down, and said, "Hey." How was the frat party? I'm like, oh God, really? <laughs> really? Look at my eyes. Do they look bloodshot? I mean, no, no, anyway, no, so no. Look at how old he is. I know. Honestly, Don do you says, honestly oh, think you look that younger. color hair is frat partying? <laughs> By the way, I was very happy because I walked in. This was a big reunion. And the guy I hadn't seen in 35 years said, hey, Tom, you look exactly the same. Well, except for the hair. So I'll take that. <laughs> All right. So anyway, welcome to our little get together yeah. today where we talk about your money and your life and try to um, make sense out of the confusion that is dealing with uh, money, particularly investing, Wall Street, that kind of stuff. And uh, we have been going through, I mean, what is it, May 5th? Some, it's, oh, it's Cinco de Mayo uh, when we put this together. Yes. And um, Okay. <laughs> We've been going through a rough year, Tom, a rough year for investors. Yeah, it's on the front page of the Wall Street Journal again on May 4th. The fact that stocks and bonds have gone down this year. The S&P 500 has lost about 13%. Even intermediate term bonds have lost over 9%. The safe U.S. government intermediate term bonds. Oh, this has been scary well, to people why but, but, in the world tom why am i investing exactly i mean that's always the next question right well why would i invest now because you have this dual falling you know, asset classes right stocks and bonds number two you have inflation whether it's temporary whether it's long term nobody knows you have always if you look back at history when the federal reserve starts ramping up interest rates what happened uh recession is a possibility and then on top of all that you have these geopolitical issues that i know aren't maybe at the top of the headline and every day but certainly what's going in ukraine deserves your attention why would i invest in any of these things why why during any of these issues these times these difficulties that's the question i get regularly when people talk to us and i'm going for an appointment today and i can almost guarantee you that will be it's always the first question so why? So then answer it. 
Oh, we want me to answer it. Okay. I you I, I posed the question. I see. Why I, in the world would anybody yeah. in their right mind invest during? I know the answer. Okay. I'm setting you up. I'm trying oh, to help you. you out here. I really appreciate it. This is a it. softball for you, dude. I know. Well, number one, um, if you're why if you're would in, anybody do it? It's a terrible okay. time. Okay. Right now, for one thing, if you're in cash right now, and we know 18 trillion of you have, or 18 trillion dollars, whatever it is, a lot of cash. I, I think, and I think I have this right. I think generally you want to buy low and sell high. Mm-hmm. Generally, it's better generally, to it's a good invest idea. after things have gone down. So if you're market timing, if you think, well, I'm waiting for the right time, this is a pretty good time to buy because stocks are No, falling. but it's going to, I'm confident. See, I'm playing devil's advocate with you. Okay. I'm confident it's <laughs> going to go lower. And uh, I'll know, I'll know because yeah. I have such vast experience monitoring markets that I'll know. My gut tells me everything. I believe in my gut. It's going to tell me when we've reached the bottom. Well, then you give us a call so that we can yeah. do that together. Because uh, nobody- My question is, did you do that in 2009? Or did you do it in 2001? Did you do it in 1987, et cetera? Well, 87 is getting to be kind of back yeah. in the rearview mirror. But I was if- in my <laughs> 20s then, so the, a large chunk of our audience wasn't even born then. Good point. Good point. But you could go read about it. It's in the history books. Go read them. <laughs> so, okay. So you raise a very good point. Um, a, will you do it, right? Because mm-hmm. if the market continues to go down, people lose more confidence, not gain it. Um, Number two, this is the most important part of the whole thing for me. Your asset allocation, your determination of how much in stocks, how much in bonds is about you. It has nothing to do with the aforementioned crises. And there'll always be crises. Next week, it'll be a different series. I can almost guarantee it that something else, midterm elections, blah, blah. There'll be something else that gets you all worked up. So you should have for your station in life, whether you are, as Don just mentioned, in your 20s. If you're in your 20s, oh, I think you should be all in stocks. It's, and, and if you're putting money in your 401k, hooray. I, I cheer every two weeks when the money goes in my 401k. I'm buying more shares at a lower price. Give me more of that. I'll take it all day. And yeah, as long I'm, as I don't look at my previous accounts. I don't. That, and and uh, way, again, that's that's a very good point because I just was texting with a client the other night and he was talking to this and this and this. And he said, but I don't look. I think that's good advice. Don't look at your balances. Smart every advice. Day. And, you know, let's go yeah. back to the point you made about putting money in cash. People are taking money out of a declining market or a, a declined market. We don't know that it is declining because we don't know what it's doing at this second. We only know a few seconds from now what it has done. Correct. But people are putting money into a, are taking money out of a declined market and they're putting it into cash. Now these days, cash at most major financial institutions pays less at most than a a half a percent a year. In many cases, less than a 10th of a percent a year. Especially if you go to the major banks. Definitely. So based on my rough mathematical calculation, um, with inflation running at an annualized rate of 9.6, according to the Treasury, because that's what they're paying on uh, I-bonds, then you are losing (laughs) 9.5%. A year. A year. So cash, even cash, is losing you money. Maybe a little less of a loss. But a loss nonetheless. There is no investment right now 
that you can count on being absolutely lossless when you factor in inflation. Yeah, Not no, a I, one. and that if people do forget that the, the expression that I've always liked on that one is losing money safely. It's very safe. You're just yeah. Losing oh, money. I take that back. There are there are Treasury I bonds. Yeah, but you you can make zero. You can make zero after inflation with a Treasury I bond, but Touché. you just can't do enough of them to make a big difference. So okay, so back to the why would I invest during a as I say, fill in the blank, whether it's inflation, mm-hmm. possible recession, geopolitical. First of all, here's a great opportunity for you if you're listening to the podcast. No matter where you are in the country, this question will be answered in a method I can guarantee, I guarantee with a large G by somebody who is far more eloquent about all this than I am, Lopescu. He's going to touch on this exact topic at Retire Meet. How's that for a cheap promotion? On Saturday, that's a good promotion May though, because 14th. he will he will he make will. a very convincing case. He will he will make a very convincing because he's smart. Case. He is very smart, and he'll he'll give you some perspective on. Oh yeah, remember how I felt in you just mentioned two thousand two thousand eight all those times, and then being properly invested after that huge difference. I mean, that's another thing to think about. What if this all turns very quickly? The Fed raises another half point, whatever it is, everything turns around, and you're going to be sitting there going, "Oh, I just missed the ten percent," because we don't know when those are coming. Boom. Not only do we not know when those are coming, but there is an important, I mean, critical consideration when you try to judge or make your investment decisions based on events. You're reacting to events that the market has already anticipated. And that's the other thing people forget. They think, you know, here's here's what is going on today. I got to do that. And you correctly point out that's already sort of uh, it's baked, baked the cake. into the cake. Yeah, it's already yeah. baked in. Okay, I mean, right so going, now, everybody knows there's going to be a half point increase in interest rates. That's done. Yeah, that's done. And so it's built into be, the bond price. Correct. That's and why treasuries, that's why 10-year treasuries yeah. are, le- are yielding three. But yep. what if, let's assume for a second, we don't know, what if that half point rate increase suddenly slows inflation dramatically and doesn't kick us into a recession. What does the market do when it thinks that maybe we're going to get out of a recession and we're not going to have a big bout of inflation? If the market believes that today, what happens when they finally report those good numbers? And this, I'm saying this hypothetically down the road. Well, you can go, you could go back and you could look at March, 2009. You could go back and look at, uh, I think it was uh, 2003. You can go back and look at those periods where, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, I guess it's going to be okay. The news though, the funny thing is, is when the market turns is not when the news is good. It's when the news is expected to be good. So you can't say, oh, I'm just going to wait for the, for the good news. And then I'm going to start buying because by then it's often too late again. So let's go back. Yeah, let's go back. Number one, your asset allocation should be about your plan, your future. Number two, you need to do, you do need to know your risk tolerance. We give you a free risk quiz. That's something to know about. Number three, cash truly is trash. Unless you're holding cash to buy something, to do something with it, do not hold it. It's wasteful. And by the way, the same people that in some ways encourage you to hold that cash, guess what? They take that, the aforementioned banks that you just mentioned on, especially the large ones that pay you, you know, one-tenth of 1% interest, if you're lucky, they take that and what do they do? Oh, they invest it. So they make money on your money. 
No, you should be making money on all of your, I just talked to a, a man a day or two ago has a million dollars in cash and has had it for about five years. So no, you should be invested at all times for you. And that has nothing to do with markets, inflation, recession, geopolitical events, period. And we take questions because we want to help you on a specific issue or specific issues that affect you. And you can send those in to us at TalkingRealMoney.com. You can also call them in at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And I'm going to give you one question today, Tom. Oh, that's it? So you, okay. So you can go. I know you need to go. You got things you have to do. It's very important. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. This comes to us from uh, Alabama. All Thanks right. for the great information. Sorry for the long question. You really provide an incredible service. I'm 35, making $300,000 a year. All uh, right. That's good. And investing 125000 a year. Wow. Tremendous. My, my only debt is 570000 on a 30-year house note at 2.75. Ah, you're going to want to keep that one. My portfolio is 100% equities split between U.S. and international. Current portfolio is 450 with an additional 50K emergency. 35. My goodness. Love this story. My allocation to equity indexed variable annuities is zero. Nice. Because y'all. He says y'all. Actually, y'all. Okay. Well, that works. In the spirit of North, in in spite of Northwest Mutual's best efforts. They're trying to sell him one. I was curious oh. what you think of TCIEX. That's the Tia Craft International Equity Index Fund. TC. I got to look it up. I don't know the. I, well, I've looked it up. It's a, it's an index. It's an international index. Okay. What's um, the it's, ratio? it's very, very low at point zero five. That's pretty cheap. So five That's basis institu- points? No. Institutional, yes. Five basis points. Yeah, here it is. I'm looking at it, yeah. Uh, deal wow. is, though, it is not particularly a great index because it only holds 826 stocks. Mm-hmm. So it's not really, I don't know what they're basing that on, but it is a, uh, it's basically a light global fund. They don't go off it, it looking at the uh, at the portfolio they're they're heavily weighted toward large cap large large cap mega cap mega cap giant. They don't have a lot of little companies. But and they probably don't have a lot of emerging markets. I mean, I just looked at dimensional no, they have none. emerging <laughs> markets. You know how many they have, many stocks that holds? Mm-mm. 1700 no, just in emerging markets. 1700 yeah, this is 826 stocks. Yeah, so it's fairly limited. I mean, again, I think if you looked at Vanguard's international, you end up with more like three or 4,000 stocks. I'd rather be more diversified. I mean, I like the fact that this is low cost. I'd rather be owning more of those smaller and more value-oriented shares because we know that over time, those have provided a little more lift, especially at your young age. Mm-hmm. So that would be something. And by the way, if you really like this fund, you could stick with it. But well, no, this is in, his, this is in his plan at work. This oh, is in okay. his plan at work. So no, his plan at work doesn't offer anything but that. Because that's typical yeah. of work plans where they just offer some large cap yep. funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what you do is you over allocate 
your large cap international, your large cap U.S. into your planet work, and then you use your outside plans to buy ETFs that are in emerging markets, that are in small cap value, international small cap value, all of those asset classes. Remember, your portfolio should be treated as a single entity. You don't need to get the balance in every portion of it, in every account. You need to make sure the balance is right over the whole thing. And this, in this way, you can use a fund like that and just overweight it in your 401k. Yeah. And so in a couple of fund families, you could mention that, that look at the aforementioned dimensional funds. Avantis has some very fine international funds. So those would be places to go look at that would be far different than what you're getting from TF. The complete different philosophy as to how the portfolios are put together. So I think that's that, that's a great strategy, Don. And then build it, as you say, globally using the asset classes, if you will, that are available in your retirement plan at work. Building, I mean, since you're able to sock away so much other money in the post-tax account, then buy those other funds there. And then he goes on just a little postscript for you. This is yes. for you. Oh, this okay. was just for you. He loves the frat Tom. party too. Yeah. Also, okay. Tom. No. Was that he's you passed out on watched, the couch? I was a different guy. Okay. Yeah. He's apparently watched our videos. Oh. Um, apparently, doesn't like the tie says, or something or what? Also, Tom, my dad used to fly A ones and A fours in Vietnam. Oh. I realize that this has nothing to do with money, but I figured you'd get a kick out of it. Yeah, I mean the A four. I don't know much about the A one, but the A four is a great plane. Terrific. Wow. That's a great legacy. I did just read an interesting route the Vietnam War that only about a third of the American veterans are still alive from the Vietnam War, which surprised me. And maybe you can help me with the math here. The, it was it a also, long time ago. Yeah, okay, I guess so. It doesn't because Look it at only us. feels we, like we were children when it was yeah, going on. But I didn't miss it by that many years. I mean, it ended in 1975. I always thought a couple more years I might have been there. But. Um, the other thing that I found fascinating in this write-up was they said the youngest American uh, veteran from the Vietnam War is how many years old, Don? How many would you say? Now, don't the even look. oldest or the youngest? No, the youngest. The, the youngest. I, the youngest would be they, 18, 65, 60, yeah, 65. Yeah, they said 60. I was like, Okay, so that means that like a 13-year-old from America was fighting. No, 65, and because, yeah, yeah. The, and the, that's an easy right. math question I for know. me, because yep. because in 1974, I turned 18, and I went and so registered had to register. with Selective yep. Service, right. and that's my right. draft card had on it 1H, holding, because that's when they, that I, by a few months, they said, oh, oh, we're going to put the draft on hold for a minute. And I got that card and I went, ah, H for yeah. hallelujah. <laughs> any rate, thank you to your father for his service. But, And I'm glad, by the way, the other thing that I pointed out in this article was today, if you ask people about Vietnam veterans who were certainly uh, not respected when they came back after the war, that people oh. today do honor their service as they should. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, the, the fact that they were either drafted or were sent off to Vietnam to fight in a war that they didn't like has nothing to do. Your politics should not impact your response to them. It could certainly to the people that sent them there. That's a whole different matter. So, Oh, that's where my animosity lies. Absolutely. Lay Those are horrendously oh, awful decisions. But anyway, thank you to your father. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and speaking yeah, of awful decisions, watching Gaslight. Gaslit, Gaslit. Oh, God. <laughs> a Keystone Cop series running across the street with files Ga and dropping Gaslit stuff. Gaslit is about and, the Watergate oh, break-in and, yeah. and the Mitchell family. Martha Mitchell, and, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, looking back at it all these years later, 
all these years later, you, you watch it and, and it's funny. The show is funny, but you watch it and you go, why did he do this when he was going to beat McGovern? By, they're, and, they're wandering around in the office there. In the, and my wife's like, but I go, look, I pause it. Of course, my mansplaining taking over. I said, <laughs> you mansplain. You re- yeah. Shocker there. I said, you realize that he was running like 15% ahead of George McGovern at this time. There's absolutely exactly. 100% no reason to do this. Dumbest thing ever. And, and for those of you who don't there remember that election or were too young, yeah, uh, no. Richard Nixon won 49 out of yeah, 50 right. states. Yeah. Guess which and, one and, he didn't and, win. And he ran against a guy, a senator from South Dakota, who yep. didn't even win South Dakota. Yeah. And he was a World War II veteran, by the way. Guy flew B-24s. He uh, won yeah. Massachusetts only. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, wow. Anyway, it, it's a crazy story. It's, it's well done. It's interesting. Again, and I feel like they should put some silly music behind it sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, really? Come on. Come on. And Sean Penn. It yeah, took me. It's hard I, mean, to I watched the entire yeah. episode going. You can see his eyes, but where, the rest of them Where is Sean Penn I know. under there? He's buried under 200 pounds of something on top of him. I don't. <laughs> As yeah. an actor or, or yeah. a, a hopeful actor, yeah. I look at that and I go, oh, maybe not. I don't know that I want to wear makeup like that. No, that's. A lot. Of, I wonder how long it takes him to put that on because it is Ooh. wow, a lot. Anyway, it's that has lot nothing to do with money, but it anyway, is funny. You you enjoy it. It's an interesting series. Yeah, it's my it's my new binge. It's my new binge. I got to watch Ozark all by myself because my wife refuses to watch it. Okay, sorry for your pain there. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, uh, let's see. If you hear this podcast after, well, next week the. I don't know what the date is, the 14th or something. You will have already missed Retire Meet. Yeah, don't miss it. No matter where you I'm are, just you telling can take you, part. You will, you will have missed it. If for and the no funny other thing, reason, yeah. The funny thing about this Retire Meet uh, is that, well, no, it's not the funny thing. I've been to all of them, but I'm actually going to get on a plane. Yes. And I'm winging my way to Seattle from Florida. And We're uh, counting on you. We're I'll be there on, on the you. 14th for Retire if, Meet If for no other reason... See Don, if for no other reason, hear from Apollo Lupescu, if for no other reason, mm-hmm. and you know, we love him, but how many more times is Paul Merriman going to speak? And he turned oh, 79 man. in October. Did you so just take advantage. actually, I'm the one what? who usually I'm, gets in trouble with Paul I'm, for making fun of his age. <laughs> Somebody I talked to like, poor Paul. I feel like he gets victimized. Poor Paul. Your show. No, I'm not no, picking Paul up. is I'm a being smart honest. man. Paul is a smart man. He has come to the realization, like so many in the in the in the media, that there is no such thing as bad publicity. Just spell my name right. That's all. And he we done that we well. So anyway, we join us him a lot. May fourteenth, you sign up at Retire Meet. Either if you're listening in the Greater Seattle area, come and see us because I tell you, mm-hmm. it's going to be more interesting. But if you can't do that, it's going to be live on our YouTube channel. So go to retiremeet.com and sign up. That's all the time yeah. I got. Got to have breakfast. Got to get to the office. So it's been a pleasure. What are we having today? Is it grape nuts? I think it's going to be grape nuts with a little bit of, uh, I think I saw a slightly rotted banana, which I'm now going to take advantage of. So oh, how yummy. soft and all right. it'll, it'll chew yeah. well for me at my advanced age. So it's that's easy. true. You don't have to put your teeth in. I'll gum it to death. <laughs> Except for the grape nuts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God, that oh, hurts. That all hurts. <laughs>
All right. Thanks Sorry. for being a part of our little get-together that we call a podcast. Uh, remember to call us at 855-935-TALK. Visit us at TalkingRealMoney.com. If you need a little help with your money, we'll provide it for free with some of our advisors. Not, we will not manage your portfolio for free, but we will help you at Vestory.com. And I can't think of anything else to say. Oh, yeah. Do subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. Watch us on YouTube. Uh, click the the like button subscribe hit the bell ring the ring the, the <laughs> and don't wind forget chimes. to bring us breakfast that's the other one okay <laughs> don't All right. forget okay. the breakfast <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that's it from here i'm don over there is tom hanging out nearly every day talking real money we hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.